0: Thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the Apple Bits XL. Indeed knows hiring needs to be cost-effective when you're running your own business. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash Apple Bits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. All right, so we're going to flip the script a little because for the longest time, we've heard no new Macs coming by the end of the year. And now all of a sudden, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman says, yes, new Macs coming by the end of this month. We will talk all about that plus Apple apple trailing in ai and scrambling a little for that and the apple pencil a new product that was just announced this past week we will talk all about it so buckle up you know what time it is let's get to the show what's up everybody welcome to the show it's the apple bits XL, brian tong here your host doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. This is where we talk about all the latest, the greatest, the hot Apple stories and relate it to the larger world of tech as a whole. It is episode 286. We're going strong. We're just creeping up on 300. Man, that is just wild to think about. So we've got some great stories. Will we see new announcements this month? It may actually happen, even though we've been told it's not going to happen. Plus, uh, I also have some things cooking. My palms are rubbing themselves together, right? Oh, am I saying rubbing on this podcast? My palms are doing the little ha like finger gestures, because I'm hoping something comes through by the end of the year that could be really, really cool for y'all. Yeah, that's that's what we call a tease. Now, before we get to that, hey, just some orders of business. Obviously, I'd love for y'all to be a part of the show. If you wanna call in, record a voice memo on your phone, tablet, computer, device, whatever, send it in to applebitsshow.com at gmail.com that's apple bits with a z your name where you're from what you want to talk about we'll talk about it and we'll put it on the show also this show is brought to you by you patreon.com brian tong is how you support all my content my videos but really it helps drive this podcast as well what do you get when you sign up you get early access to content rewards at different levels and a completely ad-free version of the show and it helps support everything i do it starts at two dollars per month you could go up to five, which is like a cup of coffee, the 10, the 25, or the $100 platinum Apple level. Thank you for all the love and support. This is not possible without you. Also, patreon.com Brian Tong is how you do it. Because for the longest time, we have thought that basically Apple was done this year with product announcements. And I did feel like it would weigh next year really, really heavy with products, specifically when you talk about. Apple Vision Pro being the flagship kind of new device, and then you have all these new M3 chip rollouts, but just I just finished posting a video, and then this news came out just this morning. This is on Sunday morning, and Bloomberg, in his latest Power On newsletter, says that Apple is planning on a Mac-focused product launch, likely... Including the announcement of a new 24 inch iMac. People have been waiting for that. I think the last time that was refreshed was, uh, I believe it was around early or was it April 2021 when they first came out with the all new 24 inch design, the really cool colors. It had an M1 chip, but that was 2021. So it is expected to be the centerpiece of this product launch. Most likely a web announcement. I don't expect us to have a hands on in person event. And Gurman is saying, hey, it's coming this end of the month. Now, he also said that in this Mac Center product launch, we could see re- the release of a refreshed 24-inch iMac model. Also, maybe something else. There's, It's not 100% sure. Now, all the rumors have said, hey, an M3 chip will be inside of this new iMac. There there's no confirmation. Gurman himself didn't even outright say if it will have an M2 or an M3 chip instead. And I, what I find interesting is if they're going to do an announcement and they're going to do an M3 chip, we already know what Apple Silicon is capable of. So I don't think we need to do a whole sit down 10, 15 minute explainer on the new chip unless there's some something really, really groundbreaking. We know it's going to be using the three nanometer process. So it's going to be a lot more efficient, probably give you maybe a boost in gains around. 20% or so in CPU and a lot better battery battery efficiency compared to what the M2 has. But unless there's something very technical from the video encoding engine, a new feature coming to the M3, if it's just more power efficient and a little faster, or let's say 20% is a nice bump up. I don't think we need to do a whole breakdown keynote, but maybe it's just an, an announcement over the web. We'll see. But that's what they're thinking now. There's also other things rumbling when you talk about the Mac. Now, right now, if you look at retail stores inventory, they are in short supply of the 13-inch MacBook Pro, the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pro. If you go online, a lot of the configurations that you set up will not arrive until mid-November. So that's about a month out from now. And we've seen this before where when inventory is low, it can sometimes, and a lot of times when we're expecting new product, Indicate that a new announcement is coming. Gurman says that it is a clear sign that something is about to happen regarding these three machines. Um, and Apple has made headway on the new 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros. We know that the current M2 Pro and M2 Max, 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros, those launched in January of this year. So it would look years, years ago, Apple would do speed up speed bumps even every like six or seven months. This is a long time ago during during when processors were ramping up a lot faster. This is all, um, you know, it's a different world, but now it doesn't happen as often. It would be a little surprising for Apple to do an update for a product category twice in a year. That just doesn't happen too often. But if they're trying to make space for next year and everything that could potentially bring with Apple Vision Pro, which is obviously going to be a huge centerpiece of it all, Will we see new AirPods Max next year, finally? Maybe. Will we get a larger iMac? Maybe. Then you can talk about iPhone, talk about Apple Watch, all iPads, all these things. It's gonna be a jam-packed 2024. So maybe this gives them a little breathing room and just get the M3 chip out of the way and then start rolling out the different variants and versions and levels up of the M3 in 2024, but at least get it out as an introduction in the end of 2023 so we'll see what happens german is calling out specifically for the announcement to take place on either monday october 30th or tuesday october 31st um and then after that november 2nd apple do their earnings call there have been reports that apple's earnings in regards specifically to max will be down this year compared to 2022 because of the fact that there's not any new max coming by the end of this year we'll see how that all comes together. But at least right now, as of this recording, as of this morning, on Sunday morning, Gurman says a new Mac announcement will be coming, most likely featuring the twenty, a new next generation 24-inch iMac. So buckle up. Also in this Power On newsletter, he dropped some gems about Apple and AI and the fact that, yes, we know. I even called it out. At WWDC, that I would be disappointed if we didn't see Apple doing more from an AI standpoint with features, whether it's in apps, whether it's not even more than auto completion. You know, I love when you compose emails in Google's Gmail and it gives you suggestions that are just crazy good. And yeah, I like to tweak it to make it sound like myself, but even small things like that, you know, Apple hasn't prioritized AI. ...as their thing. I mean, that is clearly Google's thing. We saw what happened with the Google Pixel 8 Pro. There's a reason why I'm excited about that phone and what it means for phones in the future. And quite honestly, they're pushing Apple now to step their game up. So one of the reports internally is that Apple is basically scrambling... ...and there's some internal tension internal tension about how Apple is looking to enhance their AI tools. Whether it's um, enhancing the developer experience for features in Xcode, whether it's more consumer front-facing features. We saw what happened with ChatGPT, with OpenAI. Artificial, this year was the year, I would argue, it was like the awakening of artificial intelligence to the more general consumer. Like, really feels like people started talking about. People started, honestly, worrying about it. People started getting excited about all the different ways and angles you can look at AI that will evolve over time, will go up and down as it grows and matures. People will push the boundary too far. People will pull back. All this will happen as it grows. You know, We got to talk to Google CEO Sundar Pichai and he talked about that specifically about if you look at the overall trajectory of AI, it's going to be incredible, but there will be missteps along the way from, from everyone in, in small ways and large ways. And we're right now kind of at a point where it's really about to take off and Apple has to be a part of that. So Apple's looking to catch some rivals like OpenAI, like Google, like Microsoft who is integrating OpenAI's ChatGPT tools in their own Bing search, which made Google say, "Oh, we need to step up." So if Google's saying we need to step up, then Apple is saying, "Uh, yeah, we need to step step up." Apple is set to spend roughly around 1 billion dollars a year on AI research and product development. Specifically with features that are now being geared towards iOS 18 and Siri. I mean, come on, think about it. How long have we talked about how Siri just needs to get better and smarter? They poached Gian Andrea Gian Andrea from Google, who was like head of their AI efforts, and Apple has him now. But we have not seen Siri really take any major steps forward. And I remember when he was first hired, and I remember when everyone has been frustrated with Siri to do more that. I said, okay, let's, let's give it about a two-year run to wait and see, but it's been now, geez, it feels like it might be three and a half years that he's been on, on with Apple and we just still haven't seen anything significant from Siri, even if they have to tear the whole thing down and bring it back, fine, but we've got to do something different. So we will see, but there is internal tension about whether to base the features that Apple is pursuing off of an AI neural network models running on device or going through Apple cloud services. Now, remember, Google just released the very first phone, the Pixel 8 Pro, that will be able to handle on-device machine learning, generative AI on that specific phone. And it's going to be interesting to see how that's unlocked. And also it's interesting to hear from Gurman how Apple's even just trying to figure out what do they want to do about it, right? Siri now on Apple Watch can be done on-device, which makes it faster and snappier with responses. Before, it always had to ping the cloud, send the request, get the answer, And then come back to your device um and so they're at least making moves in that aspect but i just don't you don't look and hear about siri as like siri is awesome siri is the best ai siri is the best AI experience you just don't hear people talking about siri that way because for years it's trailed and we know the google assistant is the best smart assistant slash ai um voice prompt voice assistant that we have it's just the way it is so Apple is still figuring this out. Um, they're going to decide on a case by case approach based on what Gurman says, and Tim Cook even alluded earlier this year that they're taking their time to figure out what they do, what they're doing. And I think, of course, Apple is going to take their time. And the reality is that we're not leaving the ecosystem. Many of us are not, and that gives Apple some time. But I'm telling you, when you see what Google's doing, it's just, it's. It's like, oh, wow, this is really what AI can do. Our phones and our phones have felt like they've plateaued. And now I just feel like they're uncorking it, that Google's uncorking it. And Apple, Apple needs to get on board. So we're talking about AI. We're talking about the iPhone, but this is, this is something cool that we're not going to see every day, but a cool system that they, that Apple is working on. They're planning to implement this new system and it's, I mean, from what I can tell, pretty damn innovative. It's going to allow retail store staff to wirelessly update iPhones inside their sealed boxes, according to Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, again. So he talked about the plans for Apple to tackle these new phones that are being sold in retail stores, but let's say they've been sitting there, they have outdated software. We've seen sometimes there's bugs or security fixes that are pretty crucial that Apple just doesn't want a user to open up and take the time to update it and be vulnerable to it. Um, So this is, you know, for example, let's say iPhone 15 shipped with iOS 17. iOS 17.01 was available on launch. Then you had the overheating issues that affected some phones from the iPhone 15 lineup. They put out iOS 17.03, I think, maybe two weeks from when it came out. Those phones in those boxes don't get those updates. So they want customers to get the latest versions of the iOS and avoid them having to do all these updates, especially if they're important. So this system will basically feature a proprietary pad-like device, and a retail store staff can actually place a sealed iPhone box on top of this pad. The system will wirelessly turn on the iPhone, update its software to the latest version, and then power it off without needing to open the device's package at all. Is that wild? That's that's pretty freaking cool. I love that idea. So, you know, fine, they're they're not leading in AI innovation, but I mean, you talk about retail innovation, yeah, that's a that's that's pretty hot. All right, let's take a moment to thank the sponsor for this show indeed hey what's a game where no one wins the waiting game now when it comes to hiring don't wait for great talent to find you find them first with indeed and when you're hiring you need indeed indeed makes hiring in one place so easy even from the main page just type in the type of jobs that you're looking for in the search bar and then a list instantly shows up for jobs in your area now let's talk about indeed's hiring platform that is second to none Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data." It gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. And Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring platform delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. So, so join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com/applebits. Offer good for a limited time. Again, claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com/applebits. Indeed.com/applebits. Terms and conditions apply. Need a hire? You need Indeed. Okay, you know, we're not gonna ignore the fact that Apple actually released a new product just over this week. Uh, (laughs) It's a new Apple Pencil. It is not a third generation Apple Pencil. It's not like the next evolution. It's really like, it is a step back from a feature standpoint, but the best way that I would describe this is this kind of like a Apple Pencil SE. It has a similar design to the Apple Pencil 2, but now it has a USB-C port that's hidden under this sliding cap at the back end of the Apple Pencil and it reveals a USB-C port that allows you to charge and pair this new Apple Pencil USB-C using a cable. What that means is that the remember previously, at least with the Apple Pencil second generation that magnetically charges, connects and attaches to an iPad, also pairs it at the same time. That pairing feature And that charging feature has been removed from the new Apple Pencil USB-C to help lower the costs on it. You can still magnetically attach it. And what it does is it basically puts it in like a sleep mode to preserve the battery of this new USB-C one. But if you want to pair it, if you want to charge it, you got to use a USB-C cable. So it's going to be compatible with all iPad models equipped with a USB-C port. Um, Unlike the Apple Pencil 2 This new Apple Pencil USB-C lacks pressure sensitivity on an iPad screen where when you push harder, it created broader strokes. You have the double tap gesture for switching between drawing tools and the eraser. That option is also not available or feature is not available on the Apple Pencil USB-C. If you want to personally engrave it, that feature is not available for the Apple USB-C version. That new Apple Pencil Hover that is used with some graphic design and artist apps and drawing apps... That hover feature where you hold it over the display and it can detect it, that works with the USB-C Pencil. But overall, they say it's around 7% shorter. It's gonna cost $79. It's $69 for students. If you compare that to the Apple Pencil second generation, that thing costs $129. Um, You still get the, the tilt aspect where you angle the pen to do kind of more calligraphy stuff. It is a stripped down Apple Pencil second generation that I would say just for the most basic fundamental use. If you're not an artist and you want to use it for taking notes and just scribbling notes and you want to do some basic fun stuff in navigation or, you know, this productivity using Apple's free format, this Apple Pencil USB-C makes sense at a cheaper price. But if you own a second gen pencil, don't worry about it. You don't need you yours does more. There's no need to buy one. I also think this is maybe for new iPad owners that get one and want a pencil experience. Mo- I'd argue 95% of people don't even need the higher end features, but you know that that's catering to the digital artists and creative. So new Apple Pencil, USB-C, oddly announced just by itself. Like no, typically pencils have come with an iPad. This was just thrown out there. Hey, <laughs> there's a new pencil. It's a I'm not, I. it feels like Apple Pencil SE. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Now, if we're sticking to things in the world of the Apple Pencil, obviously we've got to talk about iPads. And there's some interesting stuff cooking right now because a report that may or may not be true, but I mean, I think there's definitely some truth to it because we've heard for the past few years that Apple's been working on foldable designs, testing it, whether it's phones, whether it's an iPad and the latest report from DigiTimes now says that the rumored Apple foldable iPad is deep in its development cycle and is an intensive in d- intensive development and could be announced as soon as late 2024. That would be next year. Now their supply chain sources that Apple's now working with suppliers on the foldable iPad development. They're also working on a small scale production schedule by the end of 2024 and that would indicate that Apple could announce the device in late 2024 or early 2025 if the progress remains steady. I could definitely see them tease this as like, this is the next generation of tablets. Here we go. Boom. You can order it in 2025. So maybe it it gives people that little, little, little they're just dangling something for us. Well, it's all about, in their mind, the Apple Vision Pro, if you're willing to spend $3,499 starting at it. Now, there's been reports for at least roughly, geez, three or four years around Apple working on foldable products, and there should because now look at what's happening in the phone world, all these foldables. This is what's interesting to me. If this is true, the fact that Apple would enter the foldable market with an iPad first might make you go like, hmm, why would they do that? There's so much competition in phones. And I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of competition in foldable phones. And to me, this is a lower risk for them to test out the market at least from an iPad standpoint, you know, they don't have to invest in making tens and millions of units as a phone and seeing what it'll do because, you know, you got Samsung, we got Pixel Fold, we got OnePlus Fold, we've got Motorola with foldables. There's a lot of companies doing foldables right now. And I think Apple can position this as we are changing the way tablets have, have been used for blah, blah, blah. Of course, it's the Apple way. If you've been a CES, we've seen plenty of foldable products on the show floor for a few years and i think the most polished one and quite honestly feels the closest to what apple is thinking would be look it up it's the lenovo thinkpad x1 fold you know it they're doing some fascinating stuff with how they're approaching a foldable that's really smart the design is pretty nice but you you look at it and you're like okay throw on ipad os throw on apple design chops and you're like ooh, now i'm really starting to see this like come together. Now, according to the article, the finalized design of this foldable iPad is has not been finalized, finalized. Um, they've shifted procurement departments to ch- help try and bring down some of these costs. Their main objective right now at this stage is to achieve a more cost-effective design, according to the report. And that's being a little contentious with changes to the device internally. The biggest issue that they have is the device's panel and hinges because Apple, based on this report, is worried about the display and how it's creasing. And guess what? That has been the conundrum for foldables for for all time is that crease in the middle or how much that crease shows. I'll tell you in certain light, the at least the direct, when you look at it the way that you normally look at it, I mean, the, the crease doesn't bother me. The screens pop so much. Sure, when you hold it an angle and sunlight hits it, you see the crease, but you're not really using that. It's a foldable. Hence, it's gonna fold. Hence, there probably is gonna be some sort of a crease there. But Apple's saying they're working, Apple is saying they're working to find a, you know, maybe a better hinge system and display that mitigates that creasing effect as much as possible. So it'll be curious to see how they're approaching it. We've already seen evolution in hinge design from when Samsung first started it, and then uh, Oppo does this like water teardrop design, and then Samsung kind of adopted a different um, a new updated hinge with their fold two. So there has the markets and industries have this product has evolved, but again, it's just kind of crazier. And it reminds you that once Apple enters a market, it elevates it and it pushes everyone forward as well. And the competition out there pushes Apple forward too. So uh, it's a win-win, but that's maybe why they're doing a iPad first instead of a phone there's just a little less risk and they can take a lot of learnings and then apply it to a potential future phone while you know the verdict is still out on foldable phones but to me the best foldable phone right now is the Pixel Fold but then the OnePlus just came out with their version that has the best camera system on a foldable and so you can see their the space is getting competitive and really fascinating and interesting so we'll see what happens also we know iPad Air a very popular i mean that to me i've always said if you're going to start with any ipad look at the ipad air digit times also reports that apple's working on a new ipad air featuring a 12.9 inch display which would be the biggest airpod sorry airpod which would be the biggest ipad air we have seen currently that 12.9 inch screen size has been designated for the ipad pro but this is another you know I always call it like the tim cook special give people an option at every price point an ipad air 12.9 that would not use anything like an advanced mini led display or an oled display would still keep the same lcd display that's in the ipad airline and the reality is that unless you put them side by side you're gonna most people will not notice it won't even like people won't even flinch it still looks really really good but is it The deepest blacks is it the best contrast ratio no and we're also waiting for a potential oled ipad to still come out that's not happening but with the ipad airline which is ipad air which is more budget friendly and i i I could be fine with an ipad air and a 12.9 inch one if i was gonna buy an ipad today right now and i'm just a casual user and i want that large screen that's the one i'm gonna get so potentially the lineup would have now iPad air with an 11 inch and iPad air with a 12.9 inch according to digit times. Uh, we'll see when there are no kind of dates, target dates, when this is coming out, but they're working on it right now. So a foldable iPad and a 12.9 inch iPad air. Sheesh. That's kind of wild. Now, since we're sticking with iPads, what about the iPad Pros? Well, the expectation is that we will not see any iPad Pros this year, and they'll be pushed out to 2024, sometime in the spring, early, you know, early first half of the year, ideally. Now, the last iPad Pro update was in 2022. It was basically the M2 chip and then the Apple Pencil hover feature. You you kind of got some internal stuff like Wi-Fi 6E and Bluetooth 5.3, but Overall, I never upgraded from an M1 iPad to an M2 iPad, and in order for me to make that next jump for an iPad Pro, it would have to be an OLED display, quite honestly. Now, we're expecting a potential refresh design in 2024. Nothing too drastic because the design language already is pretty similar with what Apple has. The M3 chip will obviously be the rock star for it. Three nanometer process, better performance, more power efficient, benefits all around rumored four terabyte storage option could be available for this net for next year's oled ipad pro um and that could also mean a lot more ram inside because apple has bumped up different storage sizes let's say like the 128 256 and 512 storage options they come with eight gigs of ram while ipad pro models with one terabyte or two terabytes of storage those feature 16 gigs of ram so maybe. The four terabyte might have a little extra RAM bump as well, but I think the biggest reason why someone might want to upgrade their iPad Pro would be the new OLED display that's expected. Deeper blacks, better color accuracy, better uh, power efficiency, using less power. Uh, Overall, just a more consistent and really, really nice display to look at if you're a TV buff and you care about the stuff when you put them side to side you know, you have LCD-based screens, mini LED screens, and OLED. OLED is the creme de la creme, and it just hit, It hits different, and it kind of makes you a little snobby about image quality on uh, displays once, you, once you're like, okay, OLED's nice, but honestly, OLED or mini LED, both very, very good. The other thing is that this new iPad Pro in 2024 is expected to have larger screens, just barely, so the 11 inch would go to 11.1 inches and the 12.9 inch would go to 13 inches with little slightly slimmer borders around the screen, but size-wise expected to stay the same. Now the the big line of like, what? That stands out about this is reports um, claim that we could see higher prices for these new OLED iPad Pros. Now that makes sense to a certain degree, but if you think about it, the 11 inch iPad Pro base model currently starts at $799. The 12.9 inch iPad Pro, currently starts at 1099 um some reports are claiming that current estimates will have the 11 inch start at one thousand five hundred dollars, and the 12.9 inch model start at one thousand eight hundred dollars. um if that's the case i'm probably not buying it's got to be really compelling for me to want to upgrade to ipad pro if it's that expensive you obviously get more improved cameras Um, A potential rumor is a new four pin connector on the side. But the other thing is wireless charging. There was rumors that there'd be a glass backing on this new iPad Pro to wireless charge. Maybe you could reverse charge. That hasn't been confirmed. And this idea of an entire glass back iPad Pro just seems not smart from a durability standpoint overall. Um, So the, the change in some of the reporting said, okay, well, maybe Apple just put a lot larger Apple logo that will be glass that will allow that wireless charging to happen from the rear of the iPad and not make the entire back glass. So we'll see what happens. Maybe a redesigned Magic Keyboard as well um, that makes it a little more laptop-like. I think there's a lot of places where the iPad Pro can improve. It's just that when I think about how I use mine, do I need these improvements? I mean, the iPad Pro is still to me like a very luxury device companion that it's awesome. I love it. But if I had to, you know, do I need it? I, I need a computer more than I need an iPad. And yes, someone's thinking right now, What well, but, but Brian, what's a computer? I get it. I get it. All right. Okay, everybody. Um, and finally, just to wrap things up, a la- the latest report from Ming Chi Kuo says that AirTag 2, the second generation of AirTag, will not be released this year and has been postponed until 2025. Mass production on the accessory has been delayed. Um, And that's also pushed back Apple's target launch timeline. The main reason is that reports say that the new AirTag 2s will be an important part of the new spatial computing ecosystem that Apple is building with the Apple Vision Pro. And they want to be able to have this, you know, new spatial computing ecosystem really be integrated as a core aspect of it. And the AirTags, these new second generation ones are expected to be part of that You know, maybe we'll see some sort of augmented reality layer that shows where these devices are when we use a Find My App on the Apple Vision Pro, which is cool, but I'm not going to pop on my Apple Vision Pro to find something. I have to already be using it. And I'm still going to harp on it until something changes and until I feel different. But the weight and the comfortability, the weight and the comfortability, that is what I think will have some people keeping that Apple Vision Pro and some people returning that Apple Vision Pro or not buying that Apple Vision Pro starting at $3,499. She so AirTags, second gen AirTags postponed until 2025 to get potentially better integration with the Apple Vision Pro. All right, everybody. Hey, That's going to do it for this week's episode. We got to thank our platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, Gregory Ford. Thank you all so much for your support. And thank you to everyone who supports at any level. Man, you're all amazing. And it allows me to keep on doing this. And I'm so, so, so thankful. And there's a lot to be thankful for. You know, we reflect on the holidays coming up. And, you know, for me, it's about family and blessings and just being able to like do what i love and you all freaking make that possible and i'm always going to be grateful for you all and I, I keep that's why i work my booty off to the bone to get you as much as i can get you unique content get you things i think other people can't get and then also um just have fun covering this stuff it's amazing it's just what a time to be alive <laughs> all right everybody thanks so much for listening thanks for hanging out and for new people here Thanks for coming. Hopefully, you'll come on back. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll be here same bat time, same bat channel. What does that mean, really? Eh, once a week. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Take care. Peace.